Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number five of season three of the One Day Business Podcast. And I must say, this is a public service announcement. I failed on our last episode of failure. Oh, that worked out. Yeah. How did you feel? Um, but because I said it was episode four of season two, and it was episode four of season three, and I knew that. I knew it when we were doing well, it. Well, the numbers don't matter. Everybody's here. They're listening in. And what matters is today we're going to talk about the flip side of failing, and that is yes. big wins, like big wins, what that means. And we're going to get personal with some of the stories, just like we did in the last episode, but this time with positive things. Not that failing is always negative. Sometimes it's a positive to fail because it teaches you what you should be doing the next time. But Today we're going to talk about some wins. So uh, why don't should we just go back and forth with cool wins? I mean, how do we, how should we approach this, Chris? Well, I, I think it might be fun to talk about maybe a couple of small wins that kind of maybe really made us happy or inspired us in some way. How about like unexpected wins for, to start? Unexpected wins are good. Yeah, yeah. You want me to start? Uh, like a, a bit like your unexpected win over me at arcade basketball? That was totally expected, <laughs> by the way. Um, so- you can kick things. Uh, so for me, uh, after I started my podcast, you know, one of the coolest things was to see everybody start listening to the show. And, you know, it was a so- it was sort of unexpected that when people came up to me at conferences, although I was blogging three times a week and only podcasting once every other week, nobody could stop talking about the podcast. Like it just blew me away, the response that I was getting from the podcast where people were starting to – uh, say things back that I had mentioned on the podcast episode, and they'd never done that on the on the on the blog. They never, nobody ever comes up to you and says, "Oh, great, that post about five top tips on Facebook like that changed my life." Like nobody says that, right? But that story you told about the time when you and April didn't have insurance when Kaoni was born, like wow, like that's that kind of stuff gets remembered. But the most unexpected thing to happen as a result of the podcast was I had a Hollywood producer listen to the show uh, and reach out to me. And he asked me to come on and do social media for his new independent movie. And it was a lacrosse movie called Crooked Arrows. It was really interesting. It had like a Mighty Ducks theme, but it was lacrosse. Um, I had always wanted to just dip my toe into Hollywood a little bit and just see what that was like. And here it was, this opportunity presented right to my doorstep. And in most cases, when people ask me for help like that, hey, can you help me on this launch or this campaign? I would say no immediately. But this was like, a special opportunity. So I said yes. And I got to fly to Boston. I got to be uh, go behind the set. I got to meet um, Brandon Routh, who played Superman in one of the Superman movies and a bunch of other uh, stars. And it was one of, one of the coolest experiences. And I got to be a background in the movie, uh, which, was, which was also cool and an, also kind of a random life goal that of mine, not to be an actor, but to be a background. And uh, that led to a number of other things. And for those of you who remember my New Media Expo presentation where I came out in a DeLorean, in 2015 in Vegas, uh, there was a little movie that played before that happened that sort of connected that together. And that movie was filmed in the same parking lot where Back to the Future was filmed, where Marty takes off 88 miles per hour in the parking lot. Um, We filmed that there as a result of the connection that I had through that podcast and that social media sort of small job that I had. So if it wasn't for that and that random opportunity, I wouldn't have been able to kind of live my lifelong boyhood dream of getting behind a DeLorean and filming a Back to the Future-like movie. So that was a really cool thing as a result of starting the podcast. 
Yeah, that's cool. I like, and I love that story. And I, I still, I, I think actually, me and Charlie. Uh, for those of you tuning in, I have no idea who Charlie is. My eight-year-old boy, um, who calls Pat Uncle Pat in you every way, shape, or form. No. <clears throat> Isn't that a Charlie? Isn't there a Charlie in that name? There, that, yeah, Charlie bit my finger. Video. The YouTube okay. video, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah sorry, it's not, that. it's not my Charlie. Um, but no, I mean, so he, he, uh, he. Every now and then, he says, "Can we watch Uncle Pat's Back to the Future?" That's cool. So he likes to watch that little three and a half minute, you know, clip of you in the car and all the rest of it. Particularly now, as I've allowed him to watch oh, Back to you? the Future. Oh, yeah. I haven't done yeah. that with Kony yet. I'm, I'm going no, to no, very soon. There's a few little bad words in there, as we know, every now and then. But, I mean, like, he knows the difference between right and wrong now, and he knows to sort of put on the earmuffs when that sort of stuff comes around. But, uh, no, he he absolutely loved the movie to the point where he had to endure parts two and three, which I just don't like at all, over the course of the same weekends. We did all three in one weekend. Nice. Not so long ago. Yeah. Nice. But number one is just so much better. Yeah. Big, well, big – yeah, big win. Big win for Charlie. Um I I actually have a pretty cool story. It's it's a little it's it's business related, um, but it's uh, not online business related per se. Um, but it's a little Hollywood related as well, Ooh. just to sort of keep the theme going a bit. Now you know this about me, uh, but many people will not. But <clears throat> from the mid '90s through to the end of the '90s, um, I was very uh, active in the Hong Kong film industry back in the UK. Um, I actually, uh, I was working for a big publishing company in London at the time. And on my, in my side hustle, I started a magazine called Hong Kong superstars, which I was publishing myself, um, every two months was every quarter. Now I can't remember, but we were doing movie reviews and all this sort of type of stuff. And, and after years and years of putting out this magazine, bear in mind, we had a website and all the rest of it back in those days. But I mean, it was all, I think we designed our first website using Microsoft publisher. So it was horrifically bad. <laughs> Um, and, but we're talking like 95 here when we first kind of got involved with all this. Um, you know, I did documentary work, uh, on for TV documentaries. I was interviewed on radio and we did these double bills in Chinatown and London and all this stuff. And then I got the opportunity to connect with Jet Li's people. And it was just before Romeo must die, which was his big American kind of breakthrough film, which starred Aaliyah uh, before she passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, long story short, uh, I ended up being actually the president of the Jet Li UK fan club for a couple of years around this time. And um, we actually had Jet come over. We did an exclusive screening at Warner Brothers headquarters in London with about 300 screaming fans going absolutely mad. They had no idea the jet was going to be in attendance. They just thought they were going to a, a kind of a pre-screening of the movie. And then I had the, I had the honor of being able to introduce jet and hang out on stage and get him to do some gong fu for everybody and stuff like that as well. So bit of a nice win, a nice win to lots of years of experience, get to hang out with jet Lee and all that sort of stuff. And I still have some, um, I still have some Kung Fu beads that he gave me uh, uh, on the day as well. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. Now, I remember when I was starting out in business, uh, a lot of the smaller wins were actually big for me in in terms of, you know, keeping me motivated, showing me along the way that I could still keep going and, you know, that Mm -hmm. there was something cool. And it kind of, the wins kept growing and growing and growing. And some of those small slash big wins that were happening at the beginning, I remember, is when I first put AdSense on my website. This is way back when Green Exam Academy was in the lead.com. I had to do a domain change because of some legal things. But um, back in the day when it was in the lead.com, I had built a little bit of an audience through just 
potential just through all the free content I was sharing and, and becoming an expert on that in that space. And then I dropped an AdSense after I found out about it, and I just put it in like one spot. And then I uh, kind of checked it two hours later, and I saw that I had made a dollar and eighteen cents, and that was the first money I'd Boom. ever made online ever. And it was the dollar cool, and eighteen do, one dollar eighteen cents via AdSense, <clears throat> and it was the most amazing dollar and 18 cents in my whole life i mean you yeah you could find it in like the cushions of your couch and stuff but that's not the point the point is i did something online that made money now the thing about that is you don't get a check from adsense until you hit 100 bucks so i had a little bit of a ways to go to actually feel that money but it still drove me and kept me moving forward and then of course um selling my first book uh in october of 2008 uh, which led directly to the second book after I had gone on a walk just to kind of breathe ever, breathe because I couldn't believe what was happening. Yep. Um, so that that was huge. Um, but but I think a big win for me was uh, an internal realization that I really wanted to become an entrepreneur. And this happened in 2009 when I got a call from my boss, the one who let me go from architecture. He called me mm-hmm. and he said, hey, Pat, how are things? And I was like, things are great. Like my business is going well. I'm doing, and he didn't quite hear me. And I was, he's like, are you okay? Like, I know it was hard when we let you go. And I'm like, I'm fine. Like I'm doing really well. And he's like, okay, well, here's what I want to offer you because I know you might be struggling right now. And I'm like, okay. Uh, And he said, you know what? I started my own firm. So he, he broke away from the firm that he was at too. He brought a couple of my coworkers with him. And he was like, Pat, I have an office space for you. I, I want you to promote you. I want to promote you to senior job captain. I have already have a couple clients in line for you and some projects you can work on. I want to offer you this much more money than you were making before. And I want to pay you for a month's or uh, excuse me, a year's uh, worth of rent for free to come up and work for me. Love and it. two seconds didn't go by before I said, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. And, and, and that's then, that's beautiful. That was that's a great story. Because yeah. if, like, thinking about it, if that was asked of me just four months earlier or so, I would have taken that in a heartbeat, right? Like, how could you not take something like that? But for me, and it was sort of an, a subconscious decision just to really just, without even thinking about it, say, no, like, I know where I'm going now. And that was a huge win for me because that's that's the moment, like, literally the moment which I decided to become an entrepreneur full right. on. You were going to go all in. Full on. And what I, love, what I love about that is that, and I think, you know, the, the additional kind of caveat to that is four months prior, you would have said yes in a heartbeat. So the, you know, the underlining message is there. You could, regardless of where you are right now in your business growth, you could be literally just around the corner. You could be four months away from a huge break. You know what I mean? Like, don't give up. Keep pushing. Keep chasing it down um, because you could literally be only a few months away from making a big, big difference. Yeah. I love that. Um, I remember actually making some my, – my first kind of real money online late 2000 <clears> – <throat> I would say probably late – excuse me <clears> – <throat> late 2010. Um, and when I say money, I mean obviously we had been – you know, I, I had – been building out virtual Starfinder and making great money from that. But this was something different. This was directly associated with my personal brand at the time. And what was what was happening was I was going to be in the UK later in the year and I was going to be putting on my my first roundtable mastermind, which you know, Pat, I do all the time when I travel. Yeah. Um, 
And so in a nutshell, this is probably, I think there was eight people there that day uh, that would sit around the table and we'd take turns uh, and everybody would get sort of around 30 to 45 minutes to kind of really kind of deep dive on their business and their plans. And then we'd get together at the end of the day and have a bit of a, an open, you know, kind of discussion about things. Um, but I, at the time I knew I wanted to start offsetting my travel costs a little bit. And I knew that obviously I had a half decent little, uh, you know, email list at the time, a good blog, you know, readers and everything. So what the hell, let's put it out there. Let's see what happens. And because of the time differences between the Philippines and the UK, um, I remember hitting publish on a blog post that basically said, I'm doing this one day event. There are eight slots available. And this is how clueless I was. It's $150 per spot. I For now charge. Day. For all day, I now charge just over twelve, uh, uh, just say. over twelve hundred bucks for the day now for the same thing. But one hundred and fifty bucks, and I I I hit publish at around three p.m. in the Philippines, which is very early in the morning UK and the US. You guys are still in dreamland um, at that point, and I then went out to have dinner with with Urs, and then I came back, checked my email, and I had sold out all eight spots. What? So I'd, I'd literally been gone like two or three hours. I came back and all eight spots at $150 a pop had gone. I instantly said to myself, should have charged $300. <laughs> should have followed my own advice and uh-huh. hashtag double it. Right. But yeah. um, no, but, but, but what was really, what was really exciting. I mean, that in itself was a big win, but then what was really exciting. Urs turns around and she says to me, why don't you just leave the buy now button up there? I was like, no, I've got to take it down. I filled up the room. I can't do anything else. She goes, just leave the buy now button up there and let's see what happens when you wake up in the morning. So I wake up in the morning and I've made another six sales. So now I'm doing two mastermind days back to back Mm -hmm. at the same location. I had to call the hotel, which was in London, in the Docklands. And I had to tell them uh, that I needed the room for the following day. And we ended up selling the other two spots a day or two after that. So I did two, you know, kind of sold out masterminds. Were those other ones Uh, at 150 also? They were because obviously, you know, I, I, I didn't I didn't foresee the idea of putting the price up. But obviously that 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 being said, it actually at that point, it wasn't actually about the money. It was about the the validation that the community that I had been building online were my kind of people that wanted to hang out with me and learn from me and that I could ultimately provide some sort of value to them. Um, and obviously as the, as time has gone by, the price of that, that experience has gone up because my experience quite frankly has gone up as well. So that was a great, that was a great win for me. Um, what about a big win here as we, as we kind of start getting into the second half of the show? I mean, what's been a really big, big win for you? One big win. I got two I want to share. One's more personal. Uh, and I'll start with that one. You know, you know my dad, right? You've met him once before, uh, Chris, and he's a cool guy. You know, when I had gotten laid off, he was the first one to tell me, Hey, you should go back to school to go and get your master's degree in architecture. And when I decided that I wasn't going to go down that route, it was a tough decision for me because he was somebody who had been supporting the family by going to the same job every day for 40 years until he retired. And that's kind of the path that I was following. And to go down the entrepreneurship route was, I almost felt like um, going against you know the grain and, and, and what he taught me. But I decided to become an entrepreneur and I could tell he was a little bit reluctant 
at first and, you know, didn't say no, but also didn't say yes. And it wasn't until about a year later, uh, once I started Smart Passive Income, actually it was a couple of years later after starting Smart Passive Income, you know, I knew that he was supportive. I knew that he knew how much money I was making and how, how well I was doing. Um, but it was a random day when he calls me and he goes, hey, Pat, there's a comment on your latest blog post. I think, it's, <laughs> I, I, I think it's a spam comment. You might want to delete it. And that was it. That was the conversation. <laughs> and I thought I that was it. the coolest thing because that yeah. showed me that he was reading my stuff. He was re- reading the comments. And to have the, the, this just the thought to call me to let me know that there was spam on my website um, was really cool. Like that was, yeah, that was cool. huge because that, that was me feeling like I was making him happy, you know? I remember when we hung out that afternoon actually with your mom and the kids and your dad as well. And I, I was having a, 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 a fairly deep discussion with your dad on a lot of different stuff. We touched base on a whole bunch of stuff that afternoon. But I remember him actually saying to me at one point uh, something to the effect of them. I have no idea what Pat's doing at one o'clock in the morning with this internet business of his, but he certainly seemed to be doing very well. So I'm very proud of him. (laughs) And I thought that was great that one, he called it an internet business. And then number two, that he was going on about the fact that you were working at one o'clock in the morning, because this is obviously back in the day when you weren't, you know, part of the, uh, the early morning morning club and all the rest of it. Right. So it it was kind of, it was kind of amusing that he's, I have no idea what he's doing, but he seems to be doing very well. <laughs> yeah, so that, so that, cool. that, was, that was huge for me because pleasing my dad is something, you know, I uh, always wanted to do. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. My, um, oh, you say you had another one. What was your second yeah, one? Yeah, okay, so my final big win, and then we'll, fin- we'll finish with yours, um, is this was actually very recent, and this was in March of 2017. So I got invited to speak at Chilean Johnson's event under one condition, and that was... I needed to sell a product on stage in front of her audience of about 700 people at this really amazing event called Marketing Impact Academy. And I've spoken at her events before. I knew how crazy they could be in terms of the number of people and the kind of response. Uh, I've spoken in front of her audience before, but never to sell. And I don't sell on stage. It's like something I don't do. But she was like, Pat, I know you could do this. I'm testing you. And it doesn't have to be bad. You you don't have to be a snake oil salesman to change people li- change people's lives when you're on stage. Yeah. You could do this in yeah. a great way. And I know that you will put the Pat Flynn spin on it so that it will be great and it'll be a win for everybody. And I, I was I just felt so challenged. Like anxiety, like even saying it right now is giving me a little bit of anxiety right now. Um, but she kind of took me under her wing a little bit, gave me a lot of great advice. We had couple hour long calls to talk shop a little bit. Um, and I created this presentation about podcasting because she wanted me to help create uh, a podcasting course for her audience because that was the other thing. I didn't even have a course available. Like smartfromscratch.com wasn't right for her audience and I didn't even have another course available yet. So I created a course that I had always wanted to create, but I just didn't really have a good excuse to or any push to until now. And that was what's now called Power Up Podcasting. So I decided to launch the beta group there on stage and I remember telling the stories about podcasting leading up to it. I was on stage, like starting to sweat. And it got to the point in the conversation after that presentation where I was going to go into the pitch part, right? It's sort of like a webinar, right? You provide a ton of right. massive value, build a relationship, and then you go to the pitch. And, and, and people know it's coming. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Um, and and as soon as I said, and that's why I created Power Up Podcasting, <laughs> I heard an applause. Oh, wow. And I was like, why are you they clapping? Were, they, were, they were ready for it, man. They were ready for it. As you know, at that point, like people are, are excited, and I could tell that they needed this, and I think I set it up very well, but obviously – Shalene also knew that you know her audience and many other people also are looking to start a podcast and they want the quick and easy way to do it and do it right. Yeah, um, and let me clarify: it's not like you're some noob, right? Some guy that number one they don't know of, and number two doesn't have an incredibly successful podcasting, you know, right, right, right. side of his of his business already. So they knew how good you were, and now you are. Here you are rather serving up the goods to teach them how Dude. to do it as well. And then I pitched it and I, and I shared the price. And actually, even before I, I got to the final price, because, you know, you, you talk about how much it's worth, like how much you would have to spend to get the same kind of education elsewhere, that kind of thing to kind of price comparison. Before I even mentioned the final price, people were already getting up out of their chairs and moving to the back of the room to purchase it. That's how it works at these live events. You know, you fill out a form and, and you, you put in your information there. Like uh, over 160 people bought and half of those people got up before I even mentioned the price to go to the back of the room to buy it. And it was just the most incredible scene. And I still have vivid memories of it in my brain because it's just so mind boggling what had just happened. And afterwards, I was a little bit worried because I going into it because I was worried that after I would feel icky. Like what did I just do that I that that I, had, that I had to like take a bath like you know stand in the corner of my shower like fetal position like what did I just do? Um, but there was none of that. I felt fantastic, so huh. so great. People who had purchased it were coming up to me saying thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to learn how to podcast from you. And I was like, holy crap! Like why didn't I just come out with this sooner? Yeah. And yeah. first of all, thank you, Shaleen, for forcing me to do this. And you know, the students are going through the course now. A lot of them have their podcasts up and running already, and um, I'm just chomping at the bit to do it again because it was it was it was amazing. It showed me that this can be done just like internet business or online business. It could be done in a legit, authentic way. And as long as I am myself and I'm honest the whole way, that I have nothing nothing to worry about. And that was huge and obviously you know the uh income surge from that launch did very well also for my bank account but that that's that's sort of the byproduct of the serving portion of it um and now poweruppodcasting.com is is collecting more waitlist members and i'm just super stoked to see more people start their podcast and you know i'm just very thankful for that moment but um it's one of those things those examples of you know when fear is like really high Mm. but Mm. the rewards in the other end are amazing yeah, and we talked about that in the last episode in regards to like the fear of failure, the fear of, you know, having whatever you've you've worked hard on knocked back or whatever, you know, the case may be. My big win, um, as I kind of uh, asserted to in, in the last episode, what is youpreneur? I mean, yeah. dude, you you were the guy and I've credited this to you and don't you get all smarmy. Don't you dare get smarmy now because I bloody know you. But I'm not going to say a word except that we were in this office when we were talking (laughs) about you, Preneur, the office that I'm recording in right now in San Diego. Yeah. So we've been we've been hanging out all day. It was July 4, 2000 and 
14. And we've been hanging out. Um, we did a barbecue. The kids were playing. We had a water balloon fight. I threw a balloon in your wife's face. Point blank. She point blank. She she I mean went proper she, medieval yeah, on me. She went Hulk, <laughs> Hulk rage status on you right after. And she's never let me forget that actually. No, um, probably because you don't let her forget it either. I would have thought just with the whole basketball thing. But basically, <laughs> um, <laughs> basically. That was the day where, you know, we sat down. We I remember it like it was yesterday, man. We sat down, we had a cup of coffee, the kids were playing and stuff, and you said, What you know, what do you want to do, man? Like, what's the deal? The book has come out, virtual freedom had come out that year, the book has come out. What do you want to do long term? We're talking five years, ten years, what do you want to do? And I said, Well, I love getting people together. Nobody's got a monopoly on good ideas. I think I want to be part of bringing entrepreneurs together in in person at live events and you know online more and i definitely love the idea of developing a community of people that can stay in touch with each other in an ongoing basis and give that support and that accountability and then we kind of started going through the types of people that i wanted to help so it was people like coaches and authors and speakers and bloggers and podcasters and experts and anyone kind of building a business ultimately based around their experience and their personality and whatnot. And that was when you turn around and said, so it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's focused around you. You're the solopreneur. It's kind of like you're the youpreneur. And I was like, Oh snap. And we instantly did a domain name search yeah. and it was taken. It was taken, but we then did a Facebook and a Twitter search because that's what you do. Um, and they were not taken. So we snapped those up and then I went to work on securing youpreneur.com, which I had to pay a few, a few grand for, but I got it in the end. Um, and, uh, and then I sat on it and did nothing for a year because it wasn't until September, 2015 that we actually <laughs> launched it. Um, if you remember and, but, but, we launched it on on Periscope of all places before yeah. I even sent an email out to my list. We launched it on Periscope and to cut a, a very long story short, you know, I worked hard on Periscope for a while, building up the audience there. We launched it and we did two broadcasts. And I actually know these numbers. Hang on. You know what? Let's make this as 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 transparent as we can get here in terms of numbers. Just bear with me for one second. I want to bring these up because I think that a lot of people would be interested in understanding exactly what's possible with with this particular time right now where everybody's so hot on live video and all the rest of it. So yeah. understand this. We did one 45-minute broadcast on Periscope. We did 86 sales. 36 annual, 50 monthly, at a revenue of just over $18,000. I then went to sleep. I woke up in the morning, and again, Urs, she's not just my best friend and my and my wife, but she's also my number one business you know, partner in crime. She turns around and she says to me, well, last night you were serving really the eastern side of the United States because of the time zone. You should pop on right now and get on for the Western side of the United States. So I popped on again in the morning, did a 30 minute broadcast, 29 more sales, seven annual, 22 monthly, additional revenue of just over four grand. We did a total live launch revenue for youpreneur.com at $22,405. Just on Periscope. Purely on Periscope, two broadcasts, wow. and no email sent to my list. 
so obviously we then went a few days after uh once we fixed a few little bugs and things like that that were starting to get reported by these early adopters which is why you should always open whatever it is you're opening to a small group of people first yes uh, and uh and and then obviously you know we went i mean we went from zero members to just over 300 members in a matter of i think like six weeks or something it was kind of crazy and and now you know we're up to over 700 members mm. uh and every time we launch obviously we bring in you know a whole new wave of members and it's without a doubt not only is it the <clears throat> the most rewarding thing that I do from a content perspective, from a coaching perspective, I really truly love being in the forums daily with our members and, and doing the live mastermind calls with them and everything. But it's now led to so many other things. I mean, you know, the Upener Summit coming up in November um, is just going to be an incredible event. Pat is going to be doing the closing keynote. If you don't have your ticket, go to upenersummit.com, go grab it now. Yep. Uh, and um overall it's just it's just a really really gratifying experience to know i'm helping out hundreds and hundreds of entrepreneurs uh in in building businesses that they can be really really proud of and let me tell you something this recurring revenue man it's predictive it's not a bad thing to have when you're running a business online uh i'm not resting on my laurels there's certainly courses and you know everything else that comes into play as well but you know having this recurring predictive income one month after another is a very very nice situation as well love it man congrats i'm very happy to be a part of that with thank you, you. yeah yeah it's a great community um Guys, we've talked about a lot of wins. I think it's apparent that it doesn't really matter how big or small they are. They're all important, and you should always reflect on them, and that's why I think things like Five Minute Journal or the Mastery Journal or other journals like that where you're kind of prompted to think about those things that you are that are that are happening in your life that you can be grateful for. I think it's important to, to check in with yourself like that and make it a habit to do it, and hopefully this is a great sort of reminder of that for you, and I'm glad we were able to come on and share some of our wins with you guys. And obviously, there's hopefully going to be more for us and, and you guys too. So, um, yeah, check out the um, next episode because we got one more to go for this season. Last one, finale. The finale. What's going to happen? What's uh, well, I guess there's no really cliffhanger or anything we can offer. But um, anyway, just we love you guys. Thank you so much. Please leave reviews on iTunes. We read them all. And uh, we look forward to finishing off with a bang in episode six here in season three. Thanks so much. Yep, yep. Take care, y'all. That was my best Southern American impression. Okay, bye, bye.